Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Simplest. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the podcast where I drink wine and other people drink whatever they want, and we list our top five favorites of all the things. So tonight, I am joined by the amazing, hilarious, awesome, I could go on forever, but I won't, Tim Arnold from The Overlook. What is up, Tim? Uh, living the dream over here. Those are quite the compliments. <laughs> I try. I try to like boost people's confidence before they come talk to me. I'm honored to be here. Well, thanks. I'm glad mm. we finally got to do this. Yeah. Even though you picked Casey first over me, <laughs> I don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really okay. It, it, it moved fast. I, I, <laughs> it really did. I was impressed with yeah. the uh, velocity with which his whole thing took off. Like... I had to really sit down and think about it for a long time. Like, do I really want to do this? And if I do, how am I going to do it? Because I'm an overthinker anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, he just hit the ground running. So He's got a lot of passion. That he does. Yeah. That he does. And he seems to be doing pretty well so far. Yeah. It's kind of nice to hear all of us have our own little things and then we get to talk to each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Overlook is awesome. Oh, very, very glad I ran into that on Instagram. I am too. Made a lot of good friends. Yeah. And it's, you know, nice to have people that enjoy talking about the same things as you because my husband doesn't care about Stephen King and he doesn't read. So (laughs) (laughs) he knows how he just doesn't. I think he's read the entire time I've known him. He's read two books and they were both from Dave Ramsey. So, you know, if it's financial, he'll read it, but that's about (laughs) it. It's just not his passion and that's fine. Yeah, my wife isn't a big King fan either. She, I got her to read a couple like Shawshank, Joyland, Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three, and she really liked them, but they're non-horror. So. Right. So she's just not a horror person in yeah. general, or no, okay. not at all. She she won't watch any horror, and if it has any anxiety or suspense, she wants nothing to do with it. Well, so. I mean, I don't blame her. That might be a nicer Ooh. way to live life, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I gotta my have husband my horror. doesn't like it either. Me too. Me yeah. too. He says he's not scared. He just thinks it's stupid, but I don't know if I believe him. Uh, it sounds like a good cover. Yeah, it does. I think I think he's just scared. Um, oh, so the overlook. So um talk about your last episode for a second. Dewey was harsh on Christine. What the <laughs> hell, man? He was a lot harsher than I had anticipated he would be. He really, really didn't like it. I was really looking forward to him because he had never read it before. And I'm like, oh, this book is so good. The movie is so much fun. Yeah. It's like, he's going to like it because that's what happened with Cujo. Nah. Right. Well, no. I haven't read Christine yet. And he definitely did not get me to want to read the book. Uh, I, I, I will, but. I would recommend it. It's far more supernatural than the movie. Um, yeah. It, but it's pretty close. I mean, you get the main gist of the movie in the right. book. But it's right. a. It's a weird one, too, because it wasn't even done being written and they had the movie going. So, it's yeah, it was a, after The Shining, it was just this whole mm. King Wild ride. I mean, I grew up watching Christine, mm-hmm. like, you know, so I, I guess it did make me laugh when you were talking about what's his name, Buddy, and could like <laughs> call him like the poor man's John Travolta or whatever. Because yeah, yeah, when time. I was a kid, I thought that was John Travolta. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> And I also uh, thought that guy looks like he's like 32 years old. What's he doing in high school? Yeah. Yeah. He's bad. He looks old. So. Yeah. You guys were harsh on the acting too. And I felt kind of bad for them. Cause I was like, yeah, it was the eighties. What are you going to do? But yeah, it was, I mean, it's cheesy for yeah. sure. I mean, he didn't like Christine. So I'm never going to tell him to watch the thing. Oh, I like the thing. I love the thing, <laughs> but he would not. He doesn't like Carpenter apparently at I, all. So. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I can be friends with him anymore. <laughs> I don't get it. John Carpenter is a fucking genius, and I will, I will die on that hill if I have to. I'd die right there with you. Thank you. I appreciate yep. that. Yeah. But yeah, good episode, and um, yeah. I love Christine, and sorry Dewey didn't like it, but maybe he'll like, like the next one you guys talk about. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, no, you have to talk to him, so you do whatever. <laughs> I'll fire him. It'll be all right. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm find kidding. a new co-host. <laughs> I love you, Dewey. Uh, well, one more thing about the Overlook. I did want to mm. uh, stand up for you just a little bit since uh, uh, Casey was talking some smack about you guys. <laughs> throwing a little shade. Uh, throwing a little shade about uh, getting his celebrity guests so fast, which kudos to him. Proud of him. That's going to be awesome. Um, but I was just going to say to Casey in your defense, come talk to us when one of your guests is Oscar nominated. Ooh. Just saying. D. Ooh. Wallace isn't nothing to, to uh, get mad about. That's pretty impressive. I just still don't know how it happened. So <laughs> it was yeah. the most random. We're going to talk about that sometime because I feel like I need to hear more about that because she's amazing. I love um, her. I messaged her on Instagram and oh, her nice. assistant email said, fill out this form and somebody will be in touch with you. I filled out the form and then like the next day, her assistant was like, she'd love to come on. And I was like, are you kidding me? Am I being punk? <laughs> That's so, so sweet. It, like it just, you know, I don't just know. happened. That's, so. I mean, you don't know till you try. I have been tweeting at Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio, but so Ooh. far they are not interested. Oh, I will get behind that. I think if I had gone after them before Cobra Kai, they didn't have anything going on. They would have been fine. But now <sighs> Cobra Kai is so huge that they're probably really busy. So oh, getting a little too big for their britches. Yeah. If they just knew how much I loved the Karate Kid, they really paid attention. I will get behind those tweets. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. Um, I was going to say something else about D. Wallace. I forgot. Oh, anyway, She's a beautiful person. Love her. Love her. Mm. Oh, I know what it, I'm going off on a weird tangent. This is the last one, I swear. But I remember you guys talking about uh, Kelly Preston on the Christine episode. And somehow I was in the car and I was thinking, <laughs> so Kelly Preston and D. Wallace were in a movie together in the 80s called Secret Admirer. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. It has a very young... Lori Laughlin in it too Ooh. from Full House. Mm -hmm. This movie is cheesy, but it's so freaking incredible. It's just, it, it's basically, it's these high school kids, and this boy is in love with this girl, Kelly Preston, you know, and he, he wants to write her these love letters. Well, he sucks at it. So his best friend, who's a girl, writes the letters for him. And so then those two end up dating. Anyway, it's funny, but it just <laughs> made me, when you started talking about that, I was like, oh, yeah, she was in a movie with D. Wallace. It's really mm. old. But it's cute. I, I think it was like her first movie. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's it's cheesy, but I like it. It's yeah, cute. It's the eighties. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, everything was cheesy. So you're drinking tea tonight, I see. Of course, yeah. I'm okay. C B D tea. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Uh flavored or no? Uh it's sleepy time echinacea, oh, the usual. Gotcha. I just yeah. throw some C B D in there and Does that relax. help you relax? Nice. Yeah. I think I need to try that. I I have a friend who owns a like a smoke shop place, and she has all mm. kinds of that stuff. I'm like, yeah. I just I know it's I know it doesn't have the THC in it, so it wouldn't have the same effect. But I got high once off a brownie, and it was the one of the worst things that's ever. Uh, it was not a good experience for yeah. me, and so I get a little nervous. Like, yeah, yeah, edibles are like that, especially if you have never smoked before. Don't smoke a lot, and then you take an edible. It' way different. 
Yeah. And I have had like the gummies before and I like smoked once, but I don't think I did it right. But yeah, that, Mm. that little piece of brownie, (laughs) I thought I was losing my damn mind. Like it it did not chill me out. It did the exact opposite. So Um, CBD is a lot different. It, uh, yeah, I take it. I get drops and I just drop it in my tea, drop it under my tongue, but I have a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. And it helps a lot. Like just really, you know, just relaxes you. I might have so, to try that. Yeah, you couldn't get fucked up on it at all. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, it's not a chance. So. Yeah. Anxiety is one of those things. Mm-hmm. If I, I take medication for it and I am not ashamed of it because I'm not a cool person without it. <laughs> I take Lexapro and I've paired it with the CBD and it, it has done wonders. So. Interesting. Well, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Whatever yeah. makes you feel better. I'm medicated well, too. Don't worry. Yeah, I, we all should be. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> well, I'm drinking wine. Duh, of course. Um, if anybody cares, red wine. I'm trying to take it a little easy. We went out last night and I overindulged a little bit. Not not hungover, but just kind of tired and kind of bliss. I'm like, oh, I drink too much wine today. Um, what kind of what kind of red wine? It is uh, Malbec which mm. is one of my favorites. It's a little on the spicier side, so Ooh, I like spicy. that a lot. Spicy. 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 <laughs> I never got so, yeah. into wine. That's okay. Never yeah. my thing. My wife loves it. But. It's You know they say it about beer, but wine is definitely an acquired taste because yeah. I used to not be able to drink red, and now it's all I drink. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It helps to pair it with good food. So That's what they, I heard that. but Yeah. That's how uh-huh. I learned to drink it. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> take a sip and throw some food in to wash it down. <laughs> yes. Nice. If I should throw this whole steak in my mouth and wash right. it down with some Cabernet. Oh, this Cabernet tastes like steak. It's wonderful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So we are going to tonight finally get to talk about some true crime. And I know originally we had kind of talked about doing our favorite true crime novels. Which is a good one, but I, I kind of started thinking that because I, I have, I either haven't read a book about every case that I like or that there isn't one, that the lists might not exactly match up. So I thought maybe we could just do like the cases that have interested us the most. And then if we have a book recommendation we want to throw in, then we can do that too. So, yeah. yeah. The plan. I do uh, want to ask you, so we've talked about these things a little bit so i'm just going to give you a little quick rapid fire set of questions oh and um your only options for answers are guilty or innocent are you ready? i'm innocent i'm innocent i swear <laughs> i don't believe you but uh am i doing like my personal opinion or how they might have been found in a court of law your personal opinion because we we know how these were already, all of these have already been handled in a court of law. So oh, I just, there's one that I think you're going to ask me that. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. uh-oh. All, all right. right. <clears throat> first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Actually, the first one was not tried in a court of law. So this is just up for opinion. Okay. Pats, Patsy Ramsey. Innocent. Okay. Of murder. Okay. Stephen Avery. Innocent. Scott Peterson. Innocent. Really? Yeah. We're going to circle back to that in a minute (laughs) or later. That's not the one I wanted you to. That's not the one I was worried about either. I'm not done yet. Okay. (laughs) Amanda Knox. 
Innocent. Adnan Syed. Innocent. Lizzie Borden. Guilty. Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is that the one? Yes. Wow. Um, I'm going to say guilty of negligent homicide. Hmm. Okay. And last but not least, OJ. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. As fuck. Okay. With an accomplice. Really? Yeah. Okay. But. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, good one. We're, we're not going to do it right now, but we're going to talk about Scott Peterson because I, I have questions. <laughs> um, and then final question before we start. If you had to give up one, which would you give up? True crime or Stephen King? Stephen King. Oh, I like it. I like yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I actually really thought you were going to say true crime. No. That makes I love King. Better. I love King, but. Yeah. There's far okay. more true crime to read than there is Stephen King. Unfortunately, so. that is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to count down our top five. And I know that we already discussed one that we would each <laughs> take one of because we didn't want to double up on it. And we both mm -hmm. agreed it's on our list. Yeah. So excluding those two, how many of the other four do you think we'll have in common? You've seen my long list, so you have an um, edge here. I think maybe one. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I I honestly don't know how. I mean, you saw my list, so I definitely <laughs> went. I was all over the spectrum, and so yeah, I was like, I need categories. Honestly, I'm gonna say one more as well, but I'm actually okay. not. I'm. That's a a soft one. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna let mm. you start. What is your number five? Uh, Long Island serial killer. And the murder of Shannon. Uh, oh. I can't even think of her last name. I don't oh, think I know this one. Uh, Gilbert. Shannon Gilbert. Okay. Uh, she had a bunch of prostitutes, but she was prostituting on a Gilgo beach in New York. It's outside the city and stuff. And she disappeared one night. And when they found her remains, they found the remains of 10 other people. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then they found like, one of the persons like torso in a different county and stuff oh my gosh so one or two serial killers have been dumping their kills in that one area um, okay. and it's unsolved so so they think all of them were related to the same killer or not really sure i haven't or, heard of this one so i mean my opinion is no just because four of them were wrapped in burlap and it was a certain victim it was you know female prostitute Wrapped in burlap, strangulation. The other six didn't have any of, like, there was a man, there was a kid, um, there was a couple women, but, like, they were dismembered, and it just didn't fit the MO. There's so, a probably mob leftovers. That or two killers are in a pissing match. <laughs> that, too? Okay. You know? uh, yeah, they're both trying to pin it on the other one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy because it's so they, they'll never solve it and the mishandling of it. Um, and it's it's unsolved. So I think it broke in 2010. So, I hate that. I hate yeah. that. The unsolved ones are the ones that keep me up at night. It just, you know, drives me crazy. Yeah. Internet um, sleuthing has definitely helped, which is a good thing, but sometimes it's also a bad thing because you go down mm -hmm. the rabbit hole of, you know, yeah. once you're accused, you can't unring that bell. So I think people get a little too flippant with that. Yeah. Um, 
there's a great book that goes into the four main victims. Uh, it's called Lost Girls by Robert Kochler, I think his last name is. Okay. Uh, and they also turned it into a movie on Netflix. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm writing that down right yeah. now. <laughs> They're good. It's another there, rabbit hole. There's some more crime stuff my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, and I guess since I know it's unsolved, I know it'll be unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. That Cecil Hotel thing I on, I also didn't know about. And I was very Ooh. unhappy with how that ended. <laughs> I, I, I was not satisfied with their conclusion of that. So. Yeah. I guess we differ on that one. Well, like like I said, I don't know what I think happened, mm. but I don't feel like the way they wrapped the way the police wrapped it up. I don't feel like that was entirely accurate. So, right. yeah, I can't yeah. offer a, a an opposite opinion. So I guess I shouldn't say anything. No, no. Right. That's, what, that's what we're here for. All right. Well, so my number five then is the one that we talked about, and it's not that it's not more interesting to be higher on the list. I thought I would just get it out of the way um, Um, is Charles Manson. So, you know, I I think everybody knows about the Mansons. I don't think I need to go into too much detail about who he was, what he did. If you don't know, I don't, I don't know where you've been. He didn't really do anything. That's what's so interesting about it. Yeah. He, he didn't kill anybody. He got Mm. everybody else to do it for him. And so obviously I'm in, very interested in psychology. And I think that's why it's so fascinating to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I also feel like culture builds him up to be this thing that I don't actually really think he was. I think he was a jilted Hollywood wannabe that got pissed off that they wouldn't let him into the club and just decided to go crazy and thought he was Jesus and whatever. I mean, the guy was clearly insane, but it's mm. just, you know, the... um influence that he had over people was just it's very interesting to me i don't i don't get how i don't either i mean they were all on drugs i mean you know hallucinogens and you know lsd and all Mm -hmm. that stuff but i and then a lot of them were young impressionable girls um i read this book and it's fictional but it's loosely based on the Manson family and it's called the girls and it follows this girl who runs away from home. She's like 17 and she gets involved with again, they don't ever say it's Manson because it's fiction, but it's Mm -hmm. basically that's what it's about. And so you kind of just, you see like the mob mentality, I guess. I mean, I I don't know. Cults are a scary thing. (laughs) Cult leaders. uh, I've always interested me. For the psychology part, but then also for, man, they don't look or act like anything special. Like, mm-hmm. how did they dupe all of these people, you know, right. following them? You know, what, uh, Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he gets I'm, 200 people to commit suicide. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> They're and fucking weird looking. <laughs> I know, just... Uh, my, I mean, I think the 60s and 70s were a different time, but even into, you know, I mean, the 90s with uh, the whole Waco thing, like, mm-hmm. I think you get a group of impressionable people together who just want something to believe in. And sometimes they're so jaded that they just, you know, they're like robots and you just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. interesting. He was the, uh, Manson was the original uh, Kool-Aid guy. Mm-hmm. The OG. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that I also think it's interesting for someone to be sentenced to death, which I know they later just changed it to life without mm-hmm. parole, but for not ever actually killing anybody. 
I don't see how you can even sentence them to a life term when he really didn't do anything wrong. Well, legally, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he orchestrated it all and gave the orders, but yeah, I mean, technically that's true. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guy's batshit crazy. Yeah. Did all of the things. (laughs) 100%. He did, did it, but it's just, it, it fascinates me that they are able to do that to lock him away for, you know? Yeah, I agree. And there, you know that I am a killer show on Netflix. There's a case mm-hmm. like that where the Ooh. guy didn't even actually um, he just drove the car. He didn't kill anybody and they gave him the death penalty. Wow. And I was like, the fuck? Is it Texas or Florida? <laughs> yep. Texas. Yeah. yeah. You they know it. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're Texas and Florida. And there's a theory. I think we'll talk about them later Ooh, okay. um, with Bundy that he purposely went to Florida for the last of his murders so he would get the death penalty oh yeah they don't mess around yeah no they they really do not (laughs) Hmm. all right yeah okay well number four oh number four i'm gonna go with uh it's local to me it happened about two hours away north from where i live and it's the disappearance of maura murray okay i have heard of this one but i don't You'll have to give us a little background. Um, she was driving. They don't know where from UMass, um, sorry, Massachusetts up to somewhere in New Hampshire. They have no idea where she was going. Uh, she allegedly crashed her tr- car into a tree. Uh, wow. Neighbors came out, said, do you need help? And she said, no, I'm going to call somebody. And then they turned around and she was gone. And this happened in 2004. What? No body, no they scent dogs couldn't even pick up a scent to follow her in the woods. She's just gone. What this is a the back hell? Crazy back road that like there would be nowhere for her to go. Um there's a good book, True Crime Addict by James Renner, is one that um he writes about it. And it's it's wild. It's a massive rabbit hole for anybody that wants to just get into a rabbit hole. I'm gonna have to check that out. Theories that she's in Canada, theories that there was a local serial killer. I've even heard Israel Keys' name thrown out. Huh. So it's a, it's a wild one. I'm going with a Bigfoot or a, <laughs> or a ghost. I mean, how did that happen? UFOs, maybe. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how many people go missing in a wooded area like that. I mean, I guess, but... <laughs> A big theory is that she had somebody driving in tandem with her, so they picked her up and they drove off. Oh. That's one of the big theories, but. Well, how long did they leave her out there? This this all happened in a matter of under 10 minutes. See, that makes no sense. Because I'm like, did they leave her out there for five minutes or 30 Mm -hmm. minutes? Because then I could see, you know. I want to say it was even closer to five minutes, but there, any of the witnesses, there was like three witnesses, didn't see any other car pick her up, didn't see where she went. And there's no cell service. So when she said she was going to call somebody, she was lying. Right. And she just poof, just gone. Not a trace. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That's a good one. Every now and then it breaks the news over here because they'll be doing something in search of her, but nothing. Wow. No. That, uh, yeah, I don't, those ones drive me insane. Um, (laughs) Where somebody just completely disappears or like somebody is just murdered and, you just never like no clues as to who did mm-hmm. it. Like not even like, you know, maybe the wrong person was accused, but there's just no clues. Like yeah. it just, Oh, 
Adam Walsh is one of those. That didn't, that's a really old one. I don't even yeah. know if you were alive yet, but that one still keeps me up at night sometimes. I'm like, I don't buy what they, I don't buy what's on the books. Yeah. So, I don't think Tool did it, but yeah. Yeah. I just like, I don't, I don't feel like, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, apparently Dahmer was out that way during the time though. So. Yeah. I, I did hear that. I've, mm some podcast i was listening to mm-hmm. all the true crime ones kind of just blend together now that i mm-hmm. can't remember i think it was a uh, crime junkie that i listened to that they talked about that but nice yeah all right well so this is the one that i think we're probably going to have in common if we have one um for my number four and it is the zodiac I actually left this one off my list oh nice mm-hmm. okay I think the reason, you know, because there's so many serial killers that, and we, may, you may have more on your list other than Bundy, that there's just a lot of stuff to look at. But I feel like, given how they caught the Golden State Killer, I feel like if they hadn't let it go so cold for so long, the Zodiac could have still been caught. And it drives me insane because that fucker wanted to get caught, I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but who writes letters to the san francisco chronicle or whatever it was if they don't want somebody to figure them out or it it was like he wanted somebody to be as smart or smarter than him and it just didn't happen Mm. and you don't you don't think it was uh arthur lee allen i don't know i I mean and he's dead so we don't know yeah (laughs) and then well have you so i haven't read the book and i'm gonna watch the show though but you know that there's a, a guy that wrote a book, Gary Stewart, saying yeah. that his dad was the killer. Dangerous like, animal. Or it's yeah. Like most, most dangerous animal. Like yeah. It's, it's a and good there, book. There were so many people that were accused. And it's like, it, I don't know. I'm going with the Unabomber. I think it was Ted Kaczynski. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, there's a pretty good theory out there that links him to it. I've heard. And he, I mean, he loved to write to the press. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting one because there's so much tangled in there, like with Robert Graysmith, who wrote the big book Zodiac. Uh, right. There's a theory that he's actually the Zodiac or that he committed some of the crimes or wrote to the press to boost, you know, the. Yeah. And then the, that main uh, cop, Ta- Toshki. Ta- yeah, Toshi or Toshki. I don't know how to say um, it, but yeah. Didn't he get in trouble for forging one of the letters and mailing it in. Oh, I say it was him. Um, See, I haven't, I haven't read that or watched. I mean, I watched the movie recently, but not. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was him. It was one of the big detectives on it. They found out that he wrote one of the letters because he was just so desperate for like, yeah. A fresh breath into the case. Okay, I mean, if the guy that wrote the book was really the one that did it, that's fucking brilliant. Like, I'd I'd be pissed about it, but I'd also have to be like, kudos, good job. (laughs) I mean, he worked for the Chronicle at the time. Who knows? You know, we don't know how many people he actually killed because there's five Mm -hmm. confirmed, but he's saying like 30 something. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it just drives me crazy that all of that out there and we don't really know who did it. So. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. feel like he tried. I feel like he tried to get caught. Or he at least challenged him. He's like, hey, come at me, bruh. Like, let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, he wanted, I would say he wanted to get caught, but then in a way, you really didn't because he was really careful. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
they had who even if they pulled DNA off the stamps and the envelopes and stuff, they got nobody to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it'll ever be solved like Golden State? I hope so. I re- I really hope so, but I feel like so they got really lucky with the Golden State killer thing. Mm-hmm. But I was actually kind of hoping the way they did that DNA thing would somehow they'd be able to do that for the Zodiac too. But mm-hmm. so far, I don't know. So you don't think it's a you think it's all right for them to go on and pull somebody's DNA from a website like that from a family member? I do. Hmm. Be- only because I feel like if you've already if you're you've already put your DNA out there, like the people that you have to submit your own DNA to that, right? Because it's like twenty three of me or something like well, that. A fan. They did it with Golden State. It was a family member. Yeah, but um, who sent their DNA and then they they. they Right. So they already that. Yeah. I feel like if you've already sent your DNA in and you're linked, you know, to whoever and somebody decides to go, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. I guess it is kind of crossing a line, but also you're trying to find a killer. I mean, I I don't even like the whole that they won't, that Apple won't open your phone thing. Like, what? Oh, um, there was some killer, it was a few years ago, I actually asked my husband because we got into a big conversation about this, but Apple will not release your, like they will not unlock your phone for the police. Oh, who was that? I remember I, that. Yeah. And it made me so mad. I was so mm. upset. And my husband was just kind of like, well, I mean, but that's the contract you sign and that that's their thing. And I'm like, yeah, but... If all you have to do is unlock this phone and we know this person killed somebody, why would you not do that? I, I mean, it's a danger. I, I don't know. I see both sides of it. Yeah, I do know, too. But it also really has nothing to do with Apple. Well, you know? yeah, that's true. They're not responsible for that dude, you know. And right. if, if if you're relying on being able to open uh, his phone to prosecute, then, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Maybe you I shouldn't be prosecuting. <laughs> Maybe uh, quit your day job and find yeah. a different one. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Good one. So you did not have Zodiac. Okay, so that was kind of the one I was thinking because one of my other ones you might, but I'm I'm not very confident. So you go. Right. What's your number three? Number three, BTK, Dennis okay. Rader. Okay. He was on my long list. Mm, I saw that. Yeah. Um, it's a good one too he's one of the only ones that has legit like kept me up at night really yeah um everybody knows btk but when you get down into like the deep into it it's horrifying um so creepy looking creepy looking what he would i mean this he would tie himself up for sexual gratification take pictures of himself but he killed a family of four he killed a single woman. He killed elderly women. He yeah. just was all, I mean, two kids. It's, he was all over the place that it's like you, nobody was safe. Exactly. Yeah. And like the night he, stalker. <laughs> yeah. And with Raider, he stopped for like 20 years. That's not, I can't think of any other killers that really did that, that True. completely stopped. Um, and then he got arrogant and decided to write to the police again but um yeah it's just a terrifying one yeah that that one definitely i think that could be one of the worst kind of violation is to have somebody come into your home in the middle of the night because you're 
mm-hmm. it's not only that you're being physically violated, but it's you're in your safe space. And yeah. then, you know, all of a sudden that even your own home's not safe for you anymore. Like I just can't, that, that always scares me. I, when I was growing up, I would lay awake at night planning like exit routes out of my house mm. if somebody broke in. Mm. Cause it's like, I, I don't want to die here. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few nights where I've been so anxious that I just don't want to go to sleep because I'm like borderline paranoid that, you know, I'm going to have to fend somebody off to, you know, that's golden state was the same way. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, being a husband and being tied up with plates on your back, I can't do yeah. anything to protect to my help. wife or my family. It's horrifying. It is that, and that is one of the most terrifying things about being a parent and even being, you know, mm-hmm. I would say not, I'm not much for gender roles or sexism right. or whatever, but I would yeah. definitely say being a husband, you feel more pressure than, you know, as maybe a, as a wife would feel, well, you know, you feel yeah, like you're I'm, responsible for everyone. I mean, I was giving that example because he would you know, tie up the no. male and then violate yeah. the woman. But I mean, even I know my wife or probably any wife that it, the roles were reversed. She would feel the same way. Like that helplessness yeah. is just terrifying. And that, yeah, I, that's, I knew that's why, why you were saying that. Because yeah. isn't that what Richard Ramirez did stuff like that too, yeah. right? And yeah. yeah, and all of them, I just, I couldn't imagine that. Like, yeah. Even if you survive that, it would be so traumatic, you know. Just... Would you want to? No, probably not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a, I don't know. It's, it's terrifying. And that's where the psychology part for me comes in is how do, how do the, how do people end up doing stuff like this? Like what has to happen to you both internally and externally to do something so savage and so brutal and so just horrifying? I don't, I don't understand it. It's the age-old nature versus nurture. BTK said there was a factor X gene on why he did the things he did. And then, mm-hmm. you know, or is it the environment, you know, or are they born differently? You know? I feel like it has to be some kind of chemical thing. Because, I, I mean, I think environment definitely contributes, and I'm sure we could go on about this for a while, but I had a lot of you know, semi-traumatic things happened to me as a young child, not anything near any of that kind of stuff, but still stuff that was bad that could have fucked me up for my whole life. But Mm -hmm. it didn't, whether it was because I just don't deal with it or because I got over it or whatever, but that stuff can mess you up. But I think you can also, there's got to be something else because I grew up to be pretty normal. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a combo of things going on there. Yeah. Okay. So I will say the ones that I have left, none of them are serial killers. These are more single cases that have just either really disturbed me or I want to know more about what happened or I'm just infuriated about it. Um, So number three is the Hart family murders in 2018. And do you know about this one? Is it the trailer park one? No. Okay, maybe okay. not. So this one happened, the crime happened in California, but the the people were kind of from all over. So it was a, a lesbian couple, Jennifer and Sarah. Um, I think they met in like Oregon or Washington and they kind of moved around. They met in college, they got married, and they ended up adopting two different sets of siblings from Texas. So six kids total. So I think like two of them were siblings and then the other four were siblings. I don't remember exactly how they, how it all broke down, but um, 
so this story has a lot of stuff kind of deep into it. Hmm. Um, but basically they were abusive to the kids. Jennifer being the main one, she was kind of like the alpha of the family, you know, they were starved, they were abused. And every time somebody would catch on to them, they would move. And it, it reminded me in this foster care, child care adoption system has been changed a little bit because it, it reminded me of Bundy, how he could go state to state. And because they didn't communicate with each other, nobody could, would know anything. It was similar with these people in, in the whole foster care adoption thing. If they went to a different state, nobody was looking for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if child services got called, they just picked the kids up and moved. Or they would yank them out of school and homeschool them. Um, so anyway, you know, they had them for a long time. They were very, they were on Facebook all the time. You know, two white moms, six black kids. Look how happy we are. You know, all this stuff. They had this really big internet presence. Uh, the kid, one of the kids was, they got kind of viral because he was at a, they were at some kind of march or not a protest. Maybe it was like an event, but he, it, he was hugging a white cop. And so the picture went viral. Like, I think they Mm. were on the today show and stuff like that. Mm. Anyway, uh, the moms took the kids. They said they were going on a trip and Jennifer drove all of them off a cliff in California and they all died. Yeah. Yeah. I just brought it up. Wow. Yeah, it is. There is a really good podcast called broken hearts and it's like maybe a six or seven episode where they go really deep into all the history. Mm. And it's just, I, I cried so hard over this and it, it didn't really make a lot of national news, you know, but after I heard the podcast, I went and it's just those poor children. You know, like it really, it, it makes you kind of question the whole adoption system and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not to get too deep into how race plays into stuff, but it it was like the kids tried to tell people and all they could see was these, you know, two seemingly amazing white women that are adopting these poor little black kids and taking care of them and giving them a better life. And really they're not. But it was like what was on the outside was all that mattered to people. Yeah, it looks like um, they drugged. Yeah, the kids were drugged. Uh, the mom, one of the, Sarah, they all had Benadryl in their system, and then Jennifer was drunk. Um, uh, and this was uh, apparently intentional. Yeah, they definitely proved it was intentional. Mm. The black box from the car and the um, and then two, Sarah had been googling how much Benadryl will kill you, and like all these. I mean. They, they had a a jury sit on it and because there was no, there was no way, nobody who knew them had any idea. Their next door neighbors knew the kids were being abused and they had called CPS. And the day that they left town was when, from Washington was when CPS like was showing up at their door. So I think, I think they just panicked. Um, And it's just crazy. I would definitely, if you want to know more about it, it's obviously really heartbreaking, but the podcast is really good and kind of giving you, it makes you think, it really makes you kind of think about what people present on social media versus what's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you feel like a, a child is being abused, you know, how far do you go to try to protect them? Because most people are just kind of like, 
you know, okay, well, we said something, that's all we could do, mm. you know, or like a couple of times they pulled them out of school or moved, you know. And it's interesting too, because, and it's a big difference, I think, between men and women uh, when it relates to killing is that mm-hmm. they, uh, there's almost, I don't want to say remorse, but you giving them the Benadryl, it's like you think it's going to be a, you just go to sleep and never wake up. Right. Men don't do that. Men are, I think, they don't take that in, into account. And women, you know, will cover bodies, will show things that show a level of remorse. Yeah. Most men don't. So it, it's an interesting thing that they would decide to drug them and then drive the the van off a cliff. Right. Like, obviously, it was desperation, but also mm. at least they didn't want the kids to be scared. Like, I yeah. don't doubt that they loved the kids. Like, listening to the... I don't, I don't doubt that they loved them. I think that the two women themselves just had so many problems. And, mm. you know, obviously, even in the area of the country they lived in, um, like, I think it was Sarah's parents where her whole family was not supportive of, you know, her being with a woman. And so, mm. you know, I, I think that it's just a tragedy. I think it could have been avoided. I don't, I don't think they were cold blooded killers. I think they just. Cracked. Felt, yeah. I think mm. it was just desperation. And what sucks is that, you know, the, the kids, their mom, well, one set of one set of kids, their mom was like a drug addict, but they mm. had, they had family. Like they mm. had either a grandmother or somebody that was trying to adopt them back from Sarah and Jennifer. But it, you, you believe it or not believe it, but if you really research it, and like I said, listen mm. to that podcast, you can definitely see how race plays a lot into it and like socioeconomic status and things like that. And it's just like, you know, just because you make a certain amount of money or you look a certain way doesn't mean that you're automatically worthy of, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. Stuff like that doesn't discriminate. Yeah. Um, was it Broken Hearts? Is that what the name was? Yes. Was that was the name of the podcast. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and sounds... it's, yeah, it's, it's devastating. It will break your heart, but it's, mm-hmm. it's also very interesting. And unfortunately I know, I mean, especially as true crime people, it's not that we are, it's not like we are obsessed with this stuff in a way that like, Oh, this is so cool. It's, I mm-hmm. think that our, I think it's our, maybe our empathy and our interest in psychology and things mm-hmm. like that, where it's just like, you want to understand how people are driven to do these things, or at least that's, that's how I am. Yeah. 100%. Um, it, but there are ones that'll stay with you, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I empathize with detectives a lot or the FBI, you know, people I, that investigate this stuff because having to see it. Yeah. You know, firsthand and trying to solve it and you grow an attachment. Like if it's anything close to the attachment that I'll sometimes get somebody I've never even met. Right. You know, it's, it's, I got a lot of respect for them. This is one that kept me up at night. Yeah. Um, and I, I try to kind of just think about the fact that hopefully the kids weren't scared, but all I can think mm. of is that, and it will keep me awake going, Oh my God, how scared must they have been? And so I just try to tell myself they weren't, they were drugged up. They're fine, but yeah. either way it's tragic. But yeah. mm. I, uh, we have a friend um, that is in the FBI and his, his unit is child sex trafficking. And I just don't know how he, how he mm. does it. I can't yeah. imagine. No, Yeesh. there's, especially as a father, like, you know, probably motivates you more, but also how do you ever sleep? Like, I just can't yeah. imagine. That's, so, yeah. I have a hard time with ones that involve kids. 
yeah, same. Well, then just be careful with this one. No, I mean, no, the, no. The, the, the podcast is really good and they don't, I mean, but it is, and you know how it's going to end. So that helps mm-hmm. a little bit, but yeah, no, I just, uh, there's a certain yeah. level of depravity when it comes to kids. Like, yeah, I to agree. Prey on children is just the lowest of scum. Agreed. Okay, so hopefully your number two isn't as uh, a much of a bummer as my number three was. <laughs> well, it does involve a child. Okay. I'm going Casey Anthony. Okay, because yeah. Because it's so polarizing. Yes. And the fact that she was found innocent is like an act of God. I... Okay, so going back to what you said, then let's let's get your take on it. Because I'm just going to go ahead and assume everybody knows about Kaylee Anthony, Casey Anthony. I don't yeah. think we need to go into like all the details, but what do you think happened? I think Casey Anthony is or was extremely immature. Yes. And I think there was an accidental death, whether it be drowning or overdose. I don't believe that she maliciously intended to kill her daughter. And I think when it happened, she freaked and was so immature that it was one of those things. If I ignore it, it'll go away. Yeah. You know? And so then she was scrambling to cover it up. Um, but I, I don't think the, I don't think the intent was there. I agree. Kaylee. I agree. Yeah. Um, Wow. You know, I'm she surprised. made she made it look really bad for herself. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the partying and the but yeah, she was so young. And you're right. She probably just tried to pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is you know, it, I'm gonna go on the record as saying I do not feel bad for Casey Anthony. Like she made her bed, she has to mm-hmm. lay in it, and yes, she didn't go to prison, but she's still pretty much in prison. Yeah, she's not her, in the public opinion. Yeah, her name is known worldwide. She she wouldn't be there's nowhere she could go, I don't think, that she's not gonna have that stigma attached to her. So but it's just yeah, it's devastating. Um yeah, Poor she was baby. In, in the news not too long ago because something broke that she wanted to have another kid. Yeah, I heard that. I and heard people that people went nuts. Yeah. Um, but there's a hilarious story with her while they were investigating her where she tells the cops that she works at Universal Studios mm-hmm. and gives them like a tour and is just acting like she works there. And yeah. then turns around at the end and is just like, yeah, I don't work here. <laughs> yeah, it's I just hilarious. I, I put a lot of blame on her parents, actually. Not, mm. not for Kaylee's death necessarily, but they didn't, they didn't help. Yeah, I mean, the immaturity of Casey and stuff, I think is has a lot to do with her parents and being taken care of and never held accountable. Right. Um, so you don't think Casey's dad had anything to do with it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Just judging yeah. by how he acted yeah. during the trial. And then, I mean, that poor man was accused of molesting his daughter. I know. I know. Yeah, and I've... it's like, they obviously helped her or at least he did. So why would you do that? Like yeah. it was just, just sheer desperation of not wanting to go to prison but obviously your dad has helped you cover up this death. She didn't do that mm-hmm. by herself. There's no way she was smart enough. Yeah, yeah, and where he was former law enforcement, I think there yeah, he I think he knew later. Yeah. You right. Know? Not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. I think it was accidental and yeah. she didn't know what to do, which is yeah. unfortunate. It's heartbreaking. And Poor she, baby. Yeah, I mean, and whoever dumped the body. It, mm-hmm. You know, in the woods, in a trash bag, like, 
How? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know how you can do that with anybody, let alone children. And your own daughter. Yeah. Or granddaughter. Right. Like, yeah. and I, I won't go into it too much in case it's on your list. It isn't on my short list, but Chris Watts, how did mm-hmm. he take those two babies and them crying and telling him no and killed them and then dumped them in a oil barrel like what in the actual fuck yeah he's a piece of shit yeah he is i would love yeah 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 they should bring back stoning just for somebody like him yeah and he i mean in in his uh, i don't think it was it was later on after he had taken the plea and stuff and he finally was like i'll sit down and tell you yeah um he even says that like the oldest or youngest daughter was like, am I going to sleep like yeah. CC or something like that? And I'm just yeah. like, you fuck. I, I ugly cried for like 15 mm. minutes. The first time I watched that, I was just like, how? Like if he killed his wife in a fit of rage, he's still a piece of shit, but mm-hmm. I can at least somewhat maybe understand how you could get to that point. Mm. But the kids, there's just no, yeah I, I remember that when that was unfolding and i remember the porch interview yep. with him and i was just like that motherfucker's guilty yeah yeah he, he was guilty not a good look dude not a good yeah. look not a good even, liar yeah even like you know another guy who's a a piece of shit but i almost like i hate to use the word empathize or understand because i don't want people to think that i am in any way empathizing with a murderer mm. because i'm not but i can understand how maybe rage or desperation or whatever can drive you to do something drastic in the moment mm-hmm. josh powell like set his house on fire and killed his kids and i'm like what the fuck chased him around with a hatchet like i just i can't like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what That's what is a, wrong with you people you men i don't get it i, I don't know that one is devastating yeah i can't i just devastating um i don't yeah. i don't know family annihilators yeah i, mean, I, I just... don't i could never imagine hurting my wife and i could I never in a million years imagine hurting my children no i know yeah, and I don't you get know it. i remember when i was on the overlook that we briefly talked about you know how you can get so wrapped up in something that you're like okay, I have to walk away so that I don't do mm-hmm. something. And maybe some people just don't have that sense of self-control. Like I don't, I could never hurt my child. I've mm-hmm. been like strut, like, you know, a crying baby for 12 straight hours. <laughs> will do that to you. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, okay, well I need to leave the room so that I can just take a breath. And I guess maybe these people just don't, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cause then Andrea Yates, I mean, she drowned what yep. four of her kids oh, and God. stuff. Fuck her. It's yeah. But it's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, granted, I they know a lot. She's insane. I or the mm-hmm. her. I I mean, don't again. Don't empathize, sympathize. But I think that she was. I don't think she did that in her right mind. Obviously, yeah. A uh, lot of mental health issues over there. Susan Smith is the one that I think did it in her right mind because she just didn't want to have kids anymore. I I remember that happening because growing up, I was always anti death penalty. Until I saw that woman on TV begging for whoever kidnapped her boys to return them and come to find out she drove them into the lake and in the trunk and like, I was like, nope, electrocute that bitch. I want Mm. front row tickets. (laughs) I just, uh, I got a book. It's called small sacrifices by Ann rule. Ooh, Uh, I love her. 
about Diane Downs, who mm. murdered her daughter and then tried to kill her other two children. She rolled up to the hospital being like a carjacker. Yep. You know, I'm looking forward to diving into that book. It looks good. And Rule is a genius, which, you know, I'm sure we'll get to when you talk about one of yours. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's responsible for one of the best books on my number one. Yep. I think it's the same book. So there you go. Um, All right. Your number huh. two. Okay. So. My number two is a tie between two and there are two that I don't, we don't have to go into um, to know about it, but I basically just put them tied because they're two that are similar in a way and also unsolved. And I just want to know what the fuck happened. Mm. And it's John Benet Ramsey Mm. and Madeline McCann. Mm. I, I can't Madeline McCann, especially I cannot fathom what must have happened to that child? John Bonet, we've talked about a little bit, and I mm-hmm. think you know there's so many theories. Um, hers is an, hers is one that I think was also an accident, mm-hmm. and I, like I said when I think we were talking about it, I I think the brother theory is probably the most solid yeah. thing to go with. Um, I concur. I I I don't think that. I when it first happened, I remember thinking Patsy Ramsey did it. Like, but you know why I thought that? Because the media told me yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the police. And yeah, and that's one of those things. It's like Scott Peterson, and maybe that's why you think he's innocent. <laughs> he was tried in the eyes of the public before he ever even went to trial. Mm-hmm. And same with Patsy Ramsey. And that woman died with so many people thinking that she murdered her daughter. And it's like Okay, but when you get into the actual facts, was she a great mom? Maybe not. But all people saw was this pageant mom and this little girl with all this makeup on and just immediately thought she was a piece of shit and she killed her daughter. And that is one of the things with the media, how how just insane it gets. Like um, Madeline McCain, that's the one where the parents yeah. like left her and went to dinner. Yeah. And then like went to check back and she was gone, right? Yeah. In Portugal. Mm. And yeah, and that's another one where people are like, why would you leave your kid alone? And even I thought that, how could you do that? But then you get all these other, I've watched, there's a, there's a good Netflix or it might not, maybe it's Hulu. There was a good documentary about it, but. Madeline. Yeah, there's, I think it's a European thing. They're like, we were in a a place we stay all the time. It's really Mm. safe. Everybody does this. They leave their kids asleep in the room and they go, because that was my first thing. Who leaves their little child alone? But yeah, yeah, that was my first thought. I'm like, you're not just stepping outside. Right. You and have to walk back. Irresponsible, yes. But again, if they're in a locked hotel room, who thinks they're – I wouldn't think they would get kidnapped. I'd be worried that one of them fell and hit their head or something. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. that's – that that one keeps me awake at night, too. Her, her and Natalie Holloway, that's another one. I'm like, can somebody please just Oof. tell us what happened to them? Please. Well, I mean n- – I don't, Natalie, it's pretty much known. Yeah. yeah. can't find the remains. Vander, Vander, Vander Schlute. Schlute. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, yeah, but it's unfortunate. Unfortunate these families will never have anybody to bury. I know. I just, I can't. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and at, at what point, I think that's the thing about like kidnappings and disappearances is that at what point do you move on? Because you can't. I mean, if your child dies 
it's devastating and whatever, but at least you have some sense of closure to never, mm. you know, remember, well, you're younger than me, but you probably still <laughs> kind of in the eighties when they started doing the faces on the milk cartons, Johnny the, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, all my mom would ever think about is like, you can't go anywhere. Don't go out of my sight. Mm-hmm. Cause if, if you see all these people, their kids get kidnapped and you're like, I just couldn't imagine living my whole, like, I know I'm not strong enough of a person to move on from something like that. Like, I don't think I could, I don't think I would want to live if something like that happened, which is a, the, a shit thing to say, but yeah. <laughs> it depends on what you do with it. You know, like um, John Walsh. Right. He did. Yeah. In- incredible things with it. Incredible. Uh, I think her name's Beth, Beth Holloway. Yeah. Natalie Holloway's mother has, yeah. you know, gone on to work with a bunch of different people with cases and stuff and tries to bring exposure much like John Walsh. Yeah. Uh, the dad has done it. Um, I think it depends on what you do with it, but yeah, I couldn't imagine. And I'm, I'm terrified of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that I almost didn't want to have any kids just because of something like that, because I was so scared of like, what if something happened to them? How mm-hmm. would thinking about myself how would i ever move on mm-hmm. but it's just because i know who i am it's it's kind of like i tell my husband i'm like you know there are those women that will forgive their husband if they cheat i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not that person mm-hmm. i might not divorce you but <laughs> i will make you miserable for the rest of your life i would never trust you again i'm just maybe that makes me a bad person but there's just no. some things that i don't think i could ever get over and definitely losing a child and not knowing what happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could ever live with that. Yeah. Because of true crime. Yeah. I'm extremely over. I don't know if overprotective is the, I don't let my kids out of my sight if we're somewhere or they're outside just in case, you know, like I try to be very aware of the surroundings so I can try to make sure that it doesn't happen. I know. I'm like, can we put microchips in them? Like we do dogs. (laughs) Like it's crazy. That was the only reason I wanted my daughter to have a phone at a young age was mm-hmm. so that we could put tracking on her and know where she is all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you, I mean, people are fucking wild and crazy. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm a big believer that it's best to be prepared for whatever might happen. Yeah. So, you and yeah. me both. I think I yeah. think we're on the same wavelength on that. Yeah. My my husband's like, you're paranoid. And I'm like, I'm not Mm-mm. paranoid. I'm just trying to be prepared. Realistic. Like, Yes. It's not like I live my life in fear, but I am also mm-hmm. hyper aware of things. Yeah. And and especially, you know, being a woman, you are already primed to have to be aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. at all times and blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. My wife says that she'll say I'm paranoid sometimes. And I'm like, you have no idea the things that I've read or seen, you know, yeah. about the most evil, vile shit yeah. in the world. <laughs> Yeah. And it's yeah. good. You don't need to know that stuff, but I do. And I, you know, feel prepared somewhat as much as you can be. Let her have that blissful ignorance. It sounds like yes. she's happier by not knowing yep. any of this or watching horror movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> good for you, Jess. I applaud yep. you. <laughs> Shouldn't have to worry about it. She's got you, so she doesn't need to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. She's a good yin to my yang. Yes. All right. Well, so number one, I know what it is. Um, so let's dive into it. Teddy. Teddy. Theodore Robert Bundy. That fucker. That That sexy, beautiful piece of fucking shit. Oh, (laughs) stop. You're not one of them, are you? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. Jesus, no. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of them. I know. It's so gross. And I'm like, not only is it gross because of like the 
shit that he's done, but he doesn't even look attractive. I, I mean, it's because it was the seventies, but I think he was attractive, but I think Zac Efron was more attractive as oh, him. <laughs> hell yeah. He like could do me. If it yeah. was Zac Efron, Teddy, I'd be all for it. Like you, you're Zac Efron, but I need you to be Ted Bundy and then come hit on me. Like, he did a really good job though. I was really, really impressed did. with his portrayal. I was too. That was yeah. a really good movie. Um, um, so yeah. Yeah, he's just the the quintessential, the most infamous, I'd say, most recognizable, and kind of brought what people know now about serial killers, are basically because of Ted Bundy. Yeah. The boy next door, the last person you would expect. Yep. Um, and he was really the first one like that. Like, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so The Stranger Beside Me, is that, mm. yeah, is that yeah. where you were going? Yeah. Yeah, it was Such like a good first. book. First book I read on him, and I thought I knew stuff about him. I had no idea that yeah. how how deep it went. And I think I have like thirteen books on Ted Bundy now. It's cr- oh wow, a little bit of an obsession. I only have that one, but I've watched everything there ever is. Mm. I mean, I even remember because my mom was so obsessed with it too, and was obsessed mm. with the the movie, the Mark Harmon one back oh, from God. the eight, uh, Deliberate Stranger. Deliberate Stranger, yeah. <sighs> so good scared the shit out of me like just i so good i don't think mark Harmon looked at all like bundy but he did a good job in the movie of just be i mean he had that charisma yeah and i you know i think that's why like i was talking about kind of like trying to decide between manson and bundy because not uh, from an attractive standpoint but from a charisma standpoint like Mm -hmm. they just had this thing about them that you know you believe them yeah, I mean, Bundy it, more I, though because it looked like a normal dude. I would love to be able to time travel and go back there while it was happening without any prior knowledge. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, because looking at him now, I'm like, look at that dude. Look at the way he presents himself. Look at the way he acts. Certain things he did during the trial by like getting the cops to <sighs> recite the crime scenes so he could like relive it and yeah. stuff. I'm like, ah, that dude's guilty. The arrogance, like mm-hmm. textbook narcissist, mm. <laughs> him and Jack Torrance, put them both on the front of the ah. book. <laughs> they're one in the same. I mean, oh, I wouldn't say that, but they're, it, it's just, and that's, and that's how they get caught. You know, mm. Ted Bundy was never going to get away with it. He got away with it for too long, but he was too full of himself to cover his tracks well enough. Yeah. I mean, he just went insane. You know, down in Florida between the the murders and one night at the sorority. Yeah. Ugh, he just went, he, I don't know, he had a demon in him. He definitely did. Yeah, and that but demon was strong. The thing is how he never hurt his girlfriend. That's, um, I mean, he, he, it's like he separated himself from it. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, there were times where, like, he got violent with her. You know, told her he he told her once that I'll snap your fucking neck. You know, I tried to drown her yeah. once, kind of playing around like the choker. During, I mean, it is amazing how he how he didn't. I think in the seventies, though, not like excusing it, but I think <laughs> spousal abuse was more could, of a. You could rough your spouse up. <laughs> well, you kind of could. Yeah. I mean, what were you gonna do? I think, I think women back then kind of accepted it more Mm. as a way of life than they would now like i don't know that if i was dating a ted bundy in the 70s and he you know 
I mean, if he said, I'm going to snap your fucking neck, yeah, I'd probably be scared. But if he knocked me around a little bit in the 70s, I'd be pissed about it. But I'd probably be like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and then imagine finding out he killed like 30 plus women. I, ugh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I would never sleep again. Like, uh, I, I'd never uh, date again. I, I don't know. Yeah. And people... I don't know. There's so much about him that like casual people, like everybody knows who Ted Bundy is, but like down to the necrophilia, the decapitations. Yeah. It's... You know, going back months after these women were buried and digging them up to do, you know, things I, with. Yeah. I don't. It's vile. It's, vile. yeah. And, and I, my thing is, I don't know how he presented himself as such a normal charming person like mm-hmm. you know most serial killers are at least kind of creepy looking this guy was just like you know a guy you'd talk to at a bar and be like oh yeah what's up dude do you know like he's a republican they should yeah have known. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i tried to tell this guy in my neighborhood on facebook that went like this was back like right before trump got elected mm. and i was like uh he was going on i was like well you know ted bundy was a republican and he just went off on me and i'm like dude google's your friend just go yeah. check it out like staunch republican <laughs> uh, figures um, fucking figures guy. <laughs> fucking republicans <laughs> yeah um and then even got that one chick to marry him in prison and they gave him <laughs> yeah. conjugal visits like yeah it's, I mean, he was that that suave. He was a Rico Suave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, it's just incredible. Yeah. Rico. Um, no, he's just a fascinating one because he had, by all accounts, a pretty normal upbringing. You know, there right. was rumors of incest, but that's been put to rest. Um, he wasn't abused. You know, he had, a, by all accounts, a loving family. He did fine in school. Right. And to just all of a sudden one day decide you're going to go murder, you know, 30 plus women over a course. He, cause he had a quick run too. It was only yeah. a few years. Yeah. And he was mm-hmm. all over the place, which, yeah. you know, again it, with the, I'm, I'm glad that that at least got the nationwide police communication thing mm-hmm. going because it, Ted Bundy would have never have gotten away with it in today's society. He would no. have been caught. He was too sloppy. He would have been caught immediately, but mm-hmm. because technology wasn't caught up to what he was doing, it was fairly easy for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he took advantage of a shitty system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sorority house thing. I just, oh, yeah, he's a monster. It's another one of those places where you feel safe. And then it's yeah. just like, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I remember one time I, a guy tried to attack me right outside my dorm, like as I was trying to walk into the building. And I was just like, I didn't even want to go out that door anymore. Like, mm. it, I couldn't imagine being in my bed. Yeah, just no. I mean this with all sincerity. Men are fucking awful. So. <laughs> well, not all of them, Most. but a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. A lot of women are fucking awful, too. But, yeah, I yeah. I don't know that that's another one where the psychology is really like, I just, I want to understand it. Like not understand, like I empathize with why, what mm-hmm. he did it, but what caused it, what inside somebody makes them do that. Like, I just, it's the question that will never get answered for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it won't. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. and then does it become a drug? You know, did he keep doing, do they keep doing it because they're addicted to it? Oh, they probably. Keep, they keep doing it because they want to do it. You know, there's a lot that goes into it that's fascinating, which is why I'm not a huge uh, proponent of the death penalty. Yeah. 
I think these people need to be studied, not executed. Yeah. I go, I go back and forth on it. I really do. Like I said, I never believed in it until Susan Smith. And then I was like, I, Mm. there's no point in my tax money paying for her to live. But then, Mm. but I agree with you. I very much go back and forth on it because Mm. I think it's a slippery slope of deciding Yes, by law, there's a textbook definition of the criteria you have to meet, but inside a person's mind, everybody is different, you Mm -hmm. know? So just because you check off some boxes doesn't mean maybe you should. And I know that's why insanity exists, but also some people get off with that that are clearly not insane, so. Yeah, and that's such a, anybody listening to this, if you're facing a murder trial, don't don't try to plead with the insanity (laughs) plea because it works 1% of the time. So it's just if Jeffrey Dahmer gets found competent, <laughs> right? It ain't gonna work for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you eat people and you're found competent <laughs> to stand trial, something is wrong with the yeah. system. <laughs> yeah, nothing. You're not gonna get the plea. So, <laughs> I love that you think I might even have one listener that's facing a murder trial. Yeah, like, you, know, you never know. Uh, never know. The odds are probably well. I only have like mm. 22 listeners, so I'm gonna hope mm. they're all semi-normal. Somebody punches in true crime. This episode's tagged. That's true. That is true. It's a, there's a deep, dark rabbit hole cave of true crime. Luca Magnata listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That fucking guy. Don't even. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Hope that wasn't too loud in your ear. No, sorry. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's fucking weirdo. I, yeah. Uh, speaking of the death penalty, no, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> I guess you can't really get that for what he did. But did did he? No, he didn't. Get, did he get the death penalty? No, he was in Canada, right? They don't put people to death. Yeah, but he didn't. What? Did, I mean, he wait. dismembered a guy. Okay. Two. Am I thinking about? Am I thinking about? He's the cat's guy, right? Yeah, but he ended up killing <gasps> oh, at least. That's right. Yeah, he at did. least one person and tried he eating did. him. Yeah shit yeah yeah i i remember when that came out and seeing all the memes like if mm. i if i ever go missing i want these people to be in charge of finding me it was the people from don't fuck yeah. with cats yeah. they went hard <laughs> they really did that's there's another meme too that's my favorite that is like um because we're talking about bundy it's mm. like has somebody says hey can you help me with this and i'm like no sorry ted bundy ruined that for everybody forever i'm not helping <laughs> you with anything yep <laughs> do not ask me to come near your car i don't right. care if you have a cast on <laughs> well that's another thing about bunny too that was brilliant. brilliant brilliant you know that is like and he had a, a pretty a, you know an above average iq but such a brilliant yeah ruse to get a woman vulnerable yeah yeah and that's uh, just I don't know. I love that they pulled that into Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so good. So good. And it's like, it it almost makes me mad because I feel like Ted Bundy was such a smart guy. He could have done something really good with his life. Oh, he could have been president, I bet. And and instead he, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if Trump gets elected, Bundy would definitely get elected. Yeah. Even if he killed somebody, probably at this point. Shit. Stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody in the head and get elected. Well, okay. <laughs> he had massive potential to do incredible he really did. things. And he just, it's a shame. And the, the judge even said that to him. I remember. That, what is want, he? Disgust, another way, partner. Disgustingly Extremely, vile or wickedly. What did he say? 
extreme because it was the name of the movie shockingly evil extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile yeah something like that yeah Yeah. vile is one of my favorite words i love it i love to use that word (laughs) it's a good one yeah okay well so my number one is one that we have kind of briefly talked about and um i don't know if most people know about it i would think they probably do but i'll give a brief Well, there's no way to briefly describe the fucking rabbit hole that this case is. And it is um, the murder of Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed. And the, I, I think if you are a true crime person and a podcast person, you probably listen to serial. You probably know a little bit about it, but prior to serial, I knew nothing about this case. I, I don't know if it was nationwide or not, but I don't think so. It just, this case keeps me up at night. Not not from the v- violence standpoint, from the injustice of it. Because I am 100% confident that he is not guilty. And so, I, again, based on certain things, but I've read books, I've listened, mm. you know, So, and it's just me. I'm, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not anything, but I just... I stay awake sometimes thinking about people that are in prison for something they didn't do. And it just like, it makes my heart hurt because Mm. that means a, that they're losing their whole life and B there's somebody out there that killed somebody and knows they've ruined somebody else's life too. And is just getting away with it. And Mm. I don't get it. Um, So for those that don't know, um, Heyman Lee, they were, I believe they were seniors. She went missing and then they later found her body, um, skeletal remains buried in in the woods. And immediately her ex-boyfriend, who is Muslim, was on the radar. And they never even looked at anybody else. She had a boyfriend who was out of high school, older than her, lived in another town. And not, not that I think he did it. I think his name's Don. I don't necessarily think Don did it, but they didn't even really look at him. They interviewed mm-hmm. him one time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, basically Adnan had a friend who went to the police and told the most ridiculously absurd story, a story that, yeah, Jay, yeah, Jay, your story changed like 17 times. And based on that alone, there was no physical evidence. All the physical stuff was circumstantial. There was no actual physical evidence linking him to her murder. And now he's in prison, the life sentence for killing her and it's just insane like i i would implore anybody even remotely interested in this listen to serial um it's older i think that was like i think 2013 it, yeah 2013 mm-hmm. 14 i think was serial mm-hmm. um but just yeah season one season two soft <laughs> oh yeah i started it and then and then also there is oh what's the undisclosed one with, undisclosed thank yeah. you mm-hmm. Undisclosed really gets into the nitty gritty of the legal and physical evidence stuff. Mm. Serial is more like telling the story. Um, But if you want to know more of like the technical details, then undisclosed is good. Mm. So I just, this is one that I don't know who I think did it. And I think that's a problem is that they can't really offer up an alternative other than Dawn, which again, I don't know that Dawn did it. 
I believe there was an active serial killer around that time. There was. In Baltimore. There was. There was a girl her age who I think was also Asian. I think she was also Asian Mm. that went missing and was murdered like a year before Mm -hmm. or maybe nine months before. I don't think it was a year. It was close. And they just, so this is another one where I think culture and race and like society, the way that people look at people plays into it, you know, um, like when Adnan was trying to get parole, I think, Mm. or not, not parole. What am I? A new trial. No, 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 no. Bail, bail. Um, You know, his whole, basically everybody from his mosque, his whole like religious community came out to support him and said, hey, look, we are all here. We are going to make sure he doesn't go anywhere. We're going to make sure he stays in line. He has this whole system looking out to make sure that he does not step out of line. Mm-hmm. And that got turned around and used against them. They're all Muslim. They know people in other countries. They can get him on a plane and get him out of here and we'll never find him again. Like they used his ethnicity and his religion to keep him in jail. And it was just disgusting. It was so mm-hmm. disgusting because normally that would have played the other way if they hadn't been Muslim. And so I think that that, you know, you see stuff like that happen and it's like, okay, well, and I'm not saying that's why he was convicted or anything. It was just that bail piece that was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't understand how he was convicted. I don't either. At, at all. I, I don't it, either. And even if you like, if people listen to serial and you might think that like, oh, it's probably a biased thing towards him being innocent. You pick up any literature, any podcast, any information on the case whatsoever. I still don't understand how he was found guilty. Right, because there's no physical nothing. evidence. There's um, nothing that links him to it. Uh, okay, well, there was some of his DNA in the car. Okay, they were dating. Yeah. I mean, I mean they had broken up, but I don't even know that his DNA was in the car. It's. I don't think there was anything. I, I don't think it was. Um, and what sucks is that his lawyer, so the first trial was a mistrial because his lawyer was shit. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a bunch of stuff that happened. His lawyer failed him. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, and what's crazy is that she got, I don't think she got disbarred, but she got into trouble later on another case she was on where it was a boy who had killed his younger brother. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember all the ins and outs of it, but she mishandled that case too and got into some trouble. So it, wasn't there proof that she had, I don't, know, I don't think it was a brain tumor. Yeah, she had cancer. Something that was could have potentially like messed with her mind to make her ineffective. Yeah, and they wouldn't give him a new trial, yeah. even in spite of all that. It just so it's. I got a question for yes, you. Yes, yes. Do you know what an Alfred plea is? Uh, remind me. I know I've okay. heard of it. West Memphis Three took an Alfred plea years ago, and yes. what it gives you is you can maintain your innocence, but the you plead guilty. And they let you out. Which is weird. But yeah. It's it's, it's the strangest thing. So they took <laughs> one. Um, Adnan apparently won't even entertain the idea of one because he's not guilty. Right. And it closes the case for the record. Yeah. You know. Um, do you think he should take one? So he can get out? I don't know. Because... That's so hard because I understand where he's coming from. If that were me, 
I would, the accusation alone is enough to haunt you for life, but to mm. actually say, yes, I did it just to get out of prison. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows, and it's the same thing with the West Memphis three. Everybody knew they were innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Adnan. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, but it's just shitty because one of the West Memphis three wasn't going to do it, but the only reason he did it is because they wanted to execute, you know, his best friend. Right. So he took the plea. Right. You know, and then it also takes away from the victims because then you're not looking for the cops aren't looking for who really killed. Exactly. Exactly. And they never looked for him to begin with, which is what is so infuriating. And I feel like there was never any one consistent story that they could tell that put the timeline together. The timelines never matched up the, the cell phone tower pinging stuff. None of that ever matched up the stories from all the different friends, nothing matched up that created a timeline from point a to point B. Mm. So, and there's no physical evidence. How the fuck is he in prison? <laughs> He's Muslim. Like, I think that's what it came down to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and that hurt, you know, that hurt my heart. Like I said, that mm. whole, that whole bail thing, because I, I think you don't expect that to backfire the way it did. And then for the judge to just go, oh yeah. And for the prosecutor to, to basically say, well, he's Muslim. We can't trust him is basically what they said. Like, how do you get away with that? The prejudice in the court system is awful. Yeah. Even still. And I just, that poor girl, I mean, and, and, you know, I know her family believes he did it. And of course they want to, because Mm -hmm. who wants to think that their daughter's killer is still out there, but seeing how that played out, I don't know how you could believe it. And I would want to be finding the real killer. Mm-hmm. So he, he was a convenient scapegoat. Very, I it's, mean, it's very. Yeah. So that's a more recent one, but it's my number mm-hmm. one because I it really I'm extremely fascinated by it from so many different standpoints, like the legal standpoint and what really happened to her and how the fuck was Jay ever a reliable witness? And I just I can't wrap my head around it. Mm. So yeah, it's sad, sad all around. Cause then it's, you know, it starts with one victim and now there's two. Yeah. You know? I, I hope one day that they'll figure out what actually happened, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I think once the, once the law enforcement thinks they have it and they zero in on a person there, it's, you know, like the, the trial of public opinion, you're done. Oh, yeah. Tunnel vision. Yeah. And, and the the shady the shady cops in that case are almost as bad as the shady cops in the Stephen Avery thing. Like, just how they get away with it, it scares me. And I'm a white woman. Like, the odds that anything like that's going to happen to me are pretty slim. And even that kind of scares me away from the cops. Hmm. But I know not all cops are bad. So it's like, wouldn't you think the good cops would want to take out the dirty cops so that nobody would hate all of them? Like, just I don't know. I've told my wife a million times, I'm like, anybody close to me, like, gets murdered, I'm going to prison because they're going to just look at my books and automatically assume I did it. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, he reads about murder? He must be. He must have done it. He's researching. Yeah, he's learning. <laughs> it's terrifying, though, because they will do it. Yeah. It hasn't and that, stopped them yet. Nope, it hasn't. And and that's why, you know, like, I don't know, did you read Gone Girl or did you watch the movie? Oh, God, that, that book yeah. is one of my favorite books. Mine, too. Biggest so mind fuck ever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but I do think that it really does take that piece about people being tried in the media and really mm-hmm. opens it up for you. Yeah. Because 
it's like like Scott Peterson. I was convinced he mm. did it before they even proved anything. Mm. So, uh, are you able to tell me uh, what, quickly why you earned it? Maybe not quickly. To I mean, there's no evidence. There's there's no evidence against him. What about the? If he the didn't boat? have enough, if he didn't, they found nothing. There's no physical evidence. No blood. Oh, they, the they police did. can't tell you where or how she was murdered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he didn't have an affair and look like a shitty husband, yeah, he might not be sitting in prison. And if he wasn't, he's also a narcissist for sure. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's and me killed her, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he can be a piece of shit human. Doesn't make him a murderer. Um, and then you take all the witnesses that saw her after right. the cops' timeline that she was yep. out walking the dog. You take the burglary across the street like a week before. I mean, there's a lot of variables in it that for sure. I don't if if he did like I said if he didn't have the affair, his attorneys could have. D- created reasonable doubt in a million different ways true but the the media and the public said he's guilty so he's guilty with with social media i don't know how anybody gets a fair trial anymore like i just you can't especially when like like watching making a murderer they were the prosecution was releasing stuff to the media before the trial even started Mm -hmm. saying stephen avery did this and because somebody told us this you don't get to tell the media that somebody did something before you go to trial. Like, I don't, I don't well, understand when that. When has there ever been a press conference where the prosecutor sits down and walks the media and the public th- step by step through right. the murder before, right. you know, before, it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I, and um, unless you sequester every jury, which is insanely expensive, you get to lock away 12 people from, right. you know, no access to the outside world you can't get a fair trial you can't it's impossible that's why these days i'd probably go trial by judge instead of jury yeah if i found myself in the situation (laughs) let's hope not but scott peterson is another one um that i think it i think that it was an accident and that he covered it up Mm. i there's not really any evidence to support that, but just based on his behavior, I guess is maybe why I feel that way. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, he's a piece of shit, you know, but yeah, there but is no, doesn't make him a killer. Yeah. There's no handbook on how people should act or present themselves or definitely not, you know, and I think gone girl is, you know, could show you yes. that he could be innocent. Yeah. No, and I, I, that is why I liked it so much. And I like the book a lot because the movie really kind of portrays Nick as like, you know, he's kind of this like mama's boy, hometown Mm. boy, whatever. And his wife kind of fucks him over and she's batshit crazy. But (laughs) in the book, you realize that he is kind of a dick and kind of like he needs her as much as she needs him. Like they feed off each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I will say that is one twist I did not see coming. Uh, my jaw dropped. I was listening yeah. to the audio, and the audio is really good because they have a it woman is. and a male. Yeah, um, my jaw dropped. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yep. So good. Yeah. Uh, my my poor husband. The end of that pissed <laughs> him off so bad. He was like, "That's what he said." Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, I was, warned him. I warned him he was going to be mad. So it was so good. It was so really good. good. I've read it a few times and I've listened to the audiobook a couple of mm. times. And 
Ben Affleck is one of my all-time favorite men in the entire world, so I'll watch anything he's in, but regardless, the movie's amazing. And Rosamund Pike, fuck, she is such a good actress. She crushed it. She did. The movie I wanna, turned out really well. I want to watch her new movie. The I is it I care a lot. It's uh, on Netflix. Something I just like saw, that. yeah. Okay, so real quick, if mm. this is another question I want to ask you. If you were on your deathbed and you could choose one crime that's unsolved that you could know the answer to, what would it be? <laughs> Probably Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I care about that enough. I'm just it's curious. interesting, but yeah. Um, it'd probably be a tie between. Mm, West Memphis and John mm-hmm. Bonet. Yeah. And throw Zodiac in there too. It'd be t- uh, gun to my head. I'd say West Memphis just okay. because I just finished a couple books on it. There's one I want to get. Is it one of the ones that you were that Devil's you posted? Not. Yes, that's the yeah. one I really want to read. It's yeah. really good. It's yeah. What about okay. You? I don't know. It's a, that's a tough one. I think. I mean, John Bonet. Yes, but I also really kind of have what I consider a pretty solid theory that I can mm. rest with, even if it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, probably Madeline McCann or Heyman Lee, mm. only because, especially because both of those are so fresh that I feel like we could still find out what happened. Definitely. Zodiac, I really want to know, but I'm also. Uh, I don't know if enough people are alive for us to figure out for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, so much time has passed with that one. That's a, it's going to be a tough one, but I mean, people thought golden state. True. True. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that that was, it was a really close tie when I was doing my, my books between um, the stranger beside me mm-hmm. and I'll be gone in the dark as my favorites because Michelle McNamara, her writing was just so, it just like captured you. I mean, so is Anne Rule, but also it's just so tragic that she died and didn't get to yeah. see all this happen. Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that those are, Stranger Beside Me is fantastic, but I'll Be Gone yeah. in the Dark. It's just a different style. Yeah, completely. And the flow of that book, she just did a fantastic, I really wish she was alive to. Me too. Because, Me I mean, too. that book brought so much new light onto it and the things she found while investigating i mean she yeah, there's, there's no way they catch him without what she did no i don't think so and that's what's incredible about it and it was just like one day she decided i really want to and she had good you know when you hear the backstory about the crime in her mm-hmm. town and all, you know so she had a good reason but she just picked it up and went with it and it took over her whole life and i just you know all the work she did there's no way that it would have been resolved without her. And then she didn't even get to live to see it. It's just like yeah. a bummer. It's a tragedy. Yeah. What was your book going to be your number one? Or did you pick one? Uh, it was probably going to be stranger beside me. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. so good. And rule is just, yeah. And her, her books are all so good. And def- yeah, it would have been that or mind hunter. Okay. So I haven't read that one. Ooh. Oh, Okay. Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) Well, I might have to check that one out. Um, I also really like, and it it's true crime, but I don't know if it's like fully considered. 
I don't know. It's hard to tell is a radium girls. Have you read that? I have not. Okay. So it is, it's, it's kind of like a, like a silkwood kind of story. It's a, it's a women that worked in a, like a plant and they were getting radiation from like poison and paint. And it's kind of like, like a whistleblower tells the story. So it's not, I guess it's not really true crime, but it's kind of like, there's all this cover up and all this stuff and kind of you get this really like deep look into factory workers and kind of like the stuff they go through. And hmm. I don't know, it's a, it's a really good book and there was a movie on it too. So I don't Interesting. know. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. What was the name of it? Uh, radium. radium, radium girls. Radium. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, again, it's like kind of semi true crime, but not really, but I, I, I always like stories about whistleblowers. Like, yeah. yeah, Aaron Brockovich and hmm. what's the one with John Travolta, the electric people, the water, or, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, but Is that John Travolta? Wasn't that Mark Ruffalo? No, that's uh, Spotlight, right? Or no, not Spotlight. Spotlight's one too, but. Spotlight's a good one, yeah. Um, no, there's one with John Travolta. Um, Phenomenon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that's an interesting movie. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick, but it's Christine. It's, <laughs> yes. The poor man's John Travolta. Yes. Um, yeah. That guy, Buddy Rapperton. Yeah, dick. Dick. I, I was, I was not sad when he died. Um, no, it was, an, it was hilarious. <laughs> and you know, what cracked me up when you uh, guys civil were talking. action. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, civil action. Like, I was trying yeah. to look it up. Um, when you guys were talking about him running from the car or the other guy and, and mm. you were talking about Austin Powers, that was exactly <laughs> what I thought of. <laughs> it's so like, good. No. And he's like standing there for 10 minutes. <laughs> so good. I don't know how, I don't know why Dave didn't like it. Yeah. I, I, don't his own. I think, yeah, Dave needs to get the stick out of his ass and try Ooh, it again. <laughs> shots fired. Yep. Well, he's supposed to come on my show too, but we haven't figured out a subject yet. Uh, I don't. I don't quite know Dewey well enough to decide what we should talk about. So I told him to tell me. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, you tell me, and we'll talk about it. I'm... You like hip hop, right? Oh yeah. Oh, he's big hip hop guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's a rapper. Current... Former rapper. Really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I can send oh, you some of it. Yeah. I am gonna good. have fun with this. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> he's he's extremely talented. Oh, well, that's amazing. Yeah. That he just does it for fun, or. He used to, yeah. I mean, with oh, kids and stuff now, it's yeah, tough. But yeah, yeah. Huh? Well, I'm gonna have yeah. to ask him about that. I oh, don't. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of current hip hop, honestly. I'm more of like a '90s and 2000s. Um, I mean, I Kendrick Lamar, I think, is the only current person which that I really am into. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, honestly, the past like year and a half to two years, my do you have XM radio or no? No. Okay. Well. Mine is always set on Alt Nation, which is just like new alternative. And mm. then if I hear about other stuff, I listen to it. But if I don't listen to older stuff or that, like current music, I only know if I see it on TV. Yeah, it's trash. Well, that was pretty awesome. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's good. You're day. a lot of you're fun. You're funny. You crack me up. Aww. I like talking to you. I like talking to you too. You make me laugh out loud very very often <laughs> when I'm listening to um the overlook <laughs> yeah 
like, <laughs> s- like seriously, there's times where I just start laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so, we try. We try yeah. to keep it organic. Just, Dewey's uh, all right, I guess. I mean, him like Christine. I don't know what to do. You're gonna with edit that. this out, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll save it for later in case he never comes on my show, and then I'll be like, that fucker. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> you should get him on before yeah. he goes on Casey's. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey still rocking that uh, Southern accent. I was listening <sighs> to it earlier. <laughs> my wife said something. She this morning I had it on, and she's like, "Where is he from?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Ohio." <laughs> What the? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't unhear you saying that he's faking it. So every time I hear him talk, I'm like, faker. I think he is a faker. It's so strong. It really is. Mm. Joey, what is up with that? I don't know. He likes Same. country music so much. He just picked up the that's accent. That's true. That is true. I mean, that's okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah whatever. So uh, people. he is. I like Joey. You and Joey have been a lot of help to me, and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, and you guys anytime. are just cool people. So there you yeah. go. Uh, what do you have coming up on the Overlook? Anything on the horizon? I'm supposed to read Cell, but we go. Uh, we kind of fly by the seam of our pants over there. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. Cell is one I don't. I actually know nothing about. So uh, it's essentially like something happens with cell phones and. It, creates the zombie apocalypse Interesting. essentially is what i'm getting i think i've seen the movie the movie's oh. got john cusack and samuel l jackson oh um, i thought okay isn't there also one called cell with uh jennifer lopez and, yeah that's a different yeah or is oh um, that's called the cell isn't it yeah okay. that movie i yeah no can't do it okay yeah um so we're supposed to be doing that but i don't yeah Okay. We kind of just go with it, and if we don't, you know, if I don't read it or he doesn't read it, we got to come up with something else to do. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't even own that one. I'm about to read uh, later, but I'm also still <sighs> reading The Illusion of Justice, so I'm trying to like go back and forth. I loved later. Was it I a fast it. read? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. It's only like 240 something pages. Yeah, I mean it's small. The quickie. I, yeah. Okay. All it's right. good. I loved it. Well, I'll I'll finish that and then I'll let you know. So wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, and everybody, please go listen to the Overlook. Everything uh-huh. Stephen King, you'll enjoy it, and even just for the comedy, Tim and Dewey are mm. funny and entertaining, and I love to hear their take. I love to hear y'all's take on life. It's just always <laughs> it always cracks me up. <laughs> you try to keep people laughing. I appreciate yeah. the kind words. That's all you can do, right? Yeah. Even if nobody listens to this, as long as I'm having fun, that's really all I care about. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And let's please talk some more true crime soon. And to everybody else, enjoy your weekend. And when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. (laughs) 